Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. How's it, brah? The hardcore's back at it, back uh, in your living room here. It's been a long time since we rock and rolled. Morning Combat, Brian Campbell, of course, one half of your weekly duo alongside Luke Thomas. But that man right there, one of the most respected veteran, <laughs> hardcore boxing journalists and podcasters in the history of the world today, Rafe Bartholomew. Rafe, it's been so long. I don't know why we broke up. I don't know how we fell apart. I don't know why we don't talk anymore. All I know is I'm glad to have a big time boxing fight. I'm glad to have you back as well. All I know, Brian, is that you had to have a talk with your beautiful sons and tell them that sometimes people just drift apart. Yes. Sometimes it happens and, and you fall in and in and out of love and, and I'm ready to be back in love. I'm ready to re reconnect some tips here. And, uh, you know, we're here to talk about the revolution, right? Yeah. Yeah. The revolution will no longer be <laughs> televised ever, ever again, unfortunately, but we are here to preview all things PBC on Fox pay-per-view this Saturday when Manny Pacquiao invades Las Vegas, not though against Errol Spence jr. Although uh, we can argue and we will uh, maybe a sneaky good replacement in WBA welterweight champion, your Danis Ugas. We wanted to give you the hardcore look at it. Uh, Rafe, I was wondering why we haven't done one of these in a long time. And then I'm like, you know what? With the exception of the YouTubers, with the exception of Canelo in fights where he's just so good, we don't expect them to be competitive. This one, and this isn't even it anymore because Spence pulled out, but Pacquiao Spence was kind of supposed to be the boxing's first Super Bowl of this wacky year. Am I wrong? I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Now, I don't know if it was meant to be, right? I mean, we were supposed to have uh, AJ Fury, AJ. We were supposed to have Wilder Fury, three. We were supposed to have a lot of other fights in between. But he, this was going to be the first true, not even mainstream, not hardcore banger. And uh, it's not happening either. Yeah, well, shout out to Floyd and the Paul family for keeping us, uh, you know, that that T keeping us. Uh, what's the word I'm looking? I shouldn't think any of these words. Actually, I should pull pull out of these words, if you will. Uh, zipper sound effect. There you go. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's been such a weird year. And of course, as you mentioned, the Fury Wild, they're falling apart. Everybody's got COVID every other week. Sometimes there's fake COVID pullouts. I think there's a lot of crap going on. It still matters, though, when. 42-year-old Manny Pacquiao is back in a major pay-per-view. Um, Errol Spence, torn retina, not happening. Before we then move on to all things Ugas and, and you know, have a reason to get you and I back together and, and look ahead to a big fight, what's your biggest lament from Pacquiao Spence not happening? What was that thing you were most looking forward to see when those two were supposed to touch gloves that, that once again, we can't have nice things in boxing. Bad luck hit us pretty hard here. Uh, for me, Brian, the biggest lament has to be this continuation of bad breaks for Errol. Oh, I don't know if you call it bad breaks, but whatever. Errol Spence's career not having the trajectory that we 
all boxing fans wanted to see it go forth on. I mean, from the, you know, the car accident right after his great win over Sean Porter, then COVID derailing things, coming back, looking amazing against Danny Garcia, thinking, oh my God, maybe he actually just stayed on track through all this time and through all those injuries. And then now this, and a torn retina, as I'm sure you've discussed and people know, is not a, a minor injury for a boxer. It is still career threatening. It's not quite as bad as it used to be, but it's still a scary thing that will be hard to come back from. And, and the, the years are now ticking away on what I think we hoped for. I mean, what, what, since what, since 2014, I know you have gone deep on this tape and on this story, Brian, since 2014, when he sparred Floyd and gave him some trouble. 2012, 2012. 2012. All right. Well, see, I told you, you went deep. Uh, And, and since then it it just hasn't, it it was supposed to be, he was supposed to be the guy and it's looking harder to see that path come come into reality hashtag man down unfortunately it's the wrong man who's down and uh straps isn't even seatbelts isn't are gonna have to take a back seat oh that's just the wrong word at the wrong time i mean it was the front seat it's just not that's not it's not funny at all um but look let's give spence credit he had been on his way to building a and is still on his way a really incredible resume for this modern era of trying to fight the best and pacquiao was just going to be on top of that but i do agree with you that you know at age what is what is spence do you know offhand how old this man is early thirties. He's older than Canelo. Ah, yikes. Uh, he is, you know, among the three or four pound for pound best in the world. Yes. We don't know if he's the best welterweight of this era until we see him fight Crawford, but he had been doing more meaning fighting Kell Brook, fighting Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Mikey Garcia, uh, team Spencer. It don't make sense than anyone else. And to try to claim that he's going to have to take a, you know, a step aside. We'll see what happens to his future health. I hope, I hope man, he can bounce back like he did from that, death-defying uh, accident, which was no joke at all. Now, the good news, I, I say it's good news. It doesn't have the same star power. It doesn't have the same sex and magic. But look, your Dennis Ugas, who was already going to be on this main pay-per-view card against uh, Fabian Maidana, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, El Chino's brother, which would have been probably a slop fest. I mean, this is a great, from the standpoint of like, get your hardcore card out. I mean, your Dennis Ugas is really damn good. He's the WBA welterweight champion for him to plug in last minute and Manny accept it without any issue. Be honest. This is a, this is a pretty damn good fight on paper. We have no idea what this is going to look like. No, I will be honest. And for 12 days notice uh, for every, all of those factors going in, of course, this is a great replacement. This is a top five, almost top, certainly top 10, welterweight who could give who we've seen give Sean Porter hell I think we both scored that fight for your Dennis Ugas yes. and a lot I, I uh, many guys many guys did the same and who, Brian who blew that knockdown at the end who didn't call that in round 12 against Porter when they should have which one of your boys was that I don't know I'm, I'm hoping it wasn't Jack Reese. some Please. Thailand guy I don't know man don't it, know. the referees uh, the, 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 that that man referee anyway Brian Jack Reese look, it was Jack Reese it was boy, yeah. right? look, look, don't put that don't put that evil on me all right I'm I'm against all authority and uh anyway Brian no so in terms of quality of opponent on short notice this level of replacement and it's still uh, look do I have to break out my my 10-year-old Pacquiao hand sanitizer, my my Pacquiao produce box of broccoli. I don't have the broccoli anymore, hey, but I, I still got the box. I don't believe you're drinking hydrogen-infused next-level Pacquiao water like I am, bro, okay? Cures, came, cures hangovers. I Let's got just, let me just say, who sent that to you? If, if I could get some free 
garbage, then I'd drink it too. Oh, stop. How dare you? Anyway, Brian, uh, it's a, it, it is for, it is a extremely high level replacement, but Errol Spence was the beluga caviar that none of us will ever taste in our lives. The creme de la creme. And now we're getting like a, uh, uh, a great uh, Peter Luger steak as a replacement. So, hey, that's a great meal, right? I haven't eaten that either. I don't know if you have, but it's still no, out of is, touch so you're for saying most this of is us. Ruth Chris level of... of uh... no, I would give it better than Ruth Chris. I mean, look, I don't want to talk down on Ruth Chris here. I know, look, I mean, you know, hey, it could be, if you love Outback, that's cool too. I'm down, but... Another hot beef injection. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying this is a very, very excellent grade A FDA approved Cuban approved hot beef injection, but what we had before was one of the very best fighters in boxing, a star in the a star already who was about to get launched even onto a higher platform. And it's hard not to feel an enormous come down from that, regardless of how good Ugas is and how impressive it is that both these guys are taking this fight on 12 days, days notice. All right. Have you felt this, this shift in the last I guess two years, because two years is the time since we've last seen Manny fight. And let's give him full credit when he came back in 2019 at age 40, beat Adrian Broner on pay-per-view, and then beat unbeaten Keith Thurman and won a welterweight world title and became a top 10 pound for pound again. And we're just like, holy crap. So what I'm trying to ask you is this this the shift of of adding to Manny's legacy. I think you'll agree with me. When Manny lost to Floyd, I think we were like in 2015, that's the peak of his legacy. And his legacy is incredible. Eight division world champion, the number one B guy of this era, the one of the greatest of all time when you consider the rising in weights and the series with so many great fighters, Marquez and Morales and Tim Bradley. I mean, just just what a what a career. I didn't think we were going to add to that. So you add to that the third win against Bradley, and then, you know, he just beat Keith Thurman. I feel like entering what should have been this fight, the, the Spence fight, you had more people saying for the first time, like, are, are we, do we even have a, a rightful grasp on what Pacquiao's true legacy is? I'm seeing Max Kellerman in the last year for the first time really go, hey guys, hold on. Pacquiao might actually be the GOAT, and no one's talking about it. I personally, shoulder and saltwater fix notwithstanding do not believe Pacquiao can eclipse what Floyd did because they did finally fight head to head and Floyd beat him. And I thought solidly, but when you're adding the potential of these late victories and even adding a prime champion, Ugas, if Pacquiao beats him on Saturday, dude, that's a lot for a freaking 42 year old on a two year break. Like this is mind boggling. Do we considering we thought we secured and tied the knot on Pacquiao's legacy in freaking 2012 when he beat Margarito or 2011 or whatever, like, do we even know Pacquiao's true legacy when he's 26 years into this dude and he's still challenging himself? Like he took this challenge on like eight days notice. It's crazy. Brian, he's arguably uh, the last of uh, the last of his breed, the last of this kind. And I hate to say this, the the, the longtime fans of, uh, of our, uh, of our, Back and forth, we'll, we'll know how hard this is to say. The only guy who maybe has a claim to that going forward might be Canelo and how long he's been fighting, the level of the challenges, the number of fights. But if you look at how many fighters nowadays have upwards of 70 bouts on their box rec, on their on their resume. And, ha- and in, in addition to that, the fighter, the reason that folks like Max Kellerman, the history buffs, will make the argument that maybe Manny is 
in a goat. Now, I, I, they can't actually be saying he's as up there with Sugar Ray Robinson, can they? That I thought that was first of all. First of all, put some respect on Harry Greb's name. First right, well, I was also I, I like, look, I'm not I'm not hardcore enough to have the uh, the basement tapes of Harry Greb that some of our boxing brethren have the ones that they somehow acquired and talk about without ever showing them. We've seen the, the windmill work. Um, I, so I, I don't want to go to that level. But what I'm saying is that they're yeah, right. The real history buffs, the people who will talk about the Harry Grebs, the Henry Armstrongs, the Sugar Ray Robinsons, you know, the Benny Leonard's who can actually cite that information with some level of knowledge. Um, they, they point to Pacquiao as having this great resume because it, it's not, he has always been fighting super high levels of competition and beat guys like Barrera and Morales and Marquez in their primes. And that adds this, that was before the, the stage in Manny's career that most fans today are even familiar with before most young boxing fans might even have been alive or would have been old enough to read or turn on the TV, hopefully not old enough to stay up late at night and watch the fuzzy playboy channel with uncle BC. Uh, I, I know how you get down. Don't okay. no, you know, I know <laughs> right. what you're doing at the hot dog truck. Exactly, yes. sir. In any case, it's that longevity and that even, and exactly he, this late career blooming or whatever you want to call it, that he's done uh, the Renaissance. It really is an incredible uh, cherry on top. Are they his best wins beating Keith Thurman? No, but it is, it's, it's out. It's just mind boggling. And, and it goes back to something you, we, we got to, we can say fans, you and me, whoever has watched this stage in Manny's career can say, can now say something that the, the old timers, the Burt Sugars and, and the Jerry Eisenbergs who is still alive. I didn't mean to lump him in with, uh, with Burt, but you know, uh, that, that the old legends of boxing media will say is that the truly great fighters do things that, normal men don't do that normal athletes don't do they achieve things that no one should be able to do and you think oh yeah maybe you're just saying that but no no, no. you see manny come back and he's he has done it he may continue to do it i mean i don't i don't begrudge floyd for you know fighting tension and connor and then even logan paul and the fight turned out to be a debacle and floyd is still better one-on-one you know who's a better but i'm saying like i don't begrudge go you know make that money player if you can the fact that manny is still like i feel like that's the new number one storyline heading into this fight okay replacement opponent so we don't get to sort of find out what we wanted to but let's just celebrate Manny Pacquiao this week because he's 42 and he's the betting favorite going in against a guy that nobody else really wants to fight. A guy who, okay, like, I don't want to overrate Ugas. I did think he beat Porter. But he went in there against Figueroa's ass and wiped the floor with him. You know, I mean, they they carved. All right, let's, 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 just, let's just use the strength of his performance, yeah, even but- though he didn't get the decision against Sean Porter. We don't need to, like... Uh, you didn't even Omar get to Mike Dallas Jr., bro. Yeah. They found Mike Dallas Jr. He was under the ring after Matisse put him there in, in Atlanta. Yeah, I was going to say, ten, like 10 years after Matisse iced him in one round, what it was like, like Ugas takes 10 or something to get him out of there. Look, this is that those, those are not going to help make this case to me. You could go all the way back to Ugas. Did he, I think he's even stopped, but he definitely beat the uh, the new Ray Robinson uh, yes. spoiler from Philadelphia, who has given uh, many, many a good, solid 147. Yeah, many guys a hard time at, at welterweight. Uh, so he and, and also 
I think we can trust our eye, our eye test with how good Ugas is as well, because you see the skill, you see the boxing talent, you see the timing, the counters, how hard he is to hit, and, and, and his, the way he carries himself and handles himself in the ring. He is not an easy opponent for anyone. All right, look, you and I have always been very open and honest. I think I don't think you're down the road as much as Luke Thomas is on PEDs, but I think you, even if you don't say it, you, you, you believe what I believe that more people are using than we want to admit. Correct. But, Brian, I'm not trying to spend any of your money there in the mortal, com- more mortal, the morning combat studio. Uh, and so I'm not going to make any uh, strong claims of PED usage because I'm not, I'm not trying to get anyone sued over here, but yeah, we understand that this is a part of the sport that it is very hard to catch every instance and, and easier to get like you, you cycle on and off the drugs uh, depending on when you need to perform and, so- and, they figured that being, out. It's as Paulie Malinaji once said, it's 2013. You know, uh, boxers use a lot of PEDs, even within that frame of this era. Seriously, what Manny's doing, and we don't know, we don't have Manny's blood tests or receipts. Even if you told me you knew things, I would still say, Holy crap, what he's doing in his 40s is remarkable. So, with that said, and with the only recent footage being again two years ago against Thurman and Broner, which were solid start to finish performances for 12 rounds for Manny Pacquiao, in which, okay, he's not fighting three full minutes like he would against Ricky Hatton and, and you know, and, and Miguel Cotto. He's, he's an older version, but he's not somebody who's going to gas out. He's not somebody whose chin's gone. How can you responsibly gauge two years later what the real stock of Manny Pacquiao is entering this fight against Ugas from a physical standpoint? Well, there's no way to truly have a gauge on it. Um, we've seen in this later part of his career, Manny has had nights when he, and periods when he looked flat, right? After the Mayweather fight, when, uh, when he fought Jesse Vargas, when he fought Jeff Horn, that didn't look like quite the same level of explosiveness. And then, uh, he, you know, he took a nice dip in the, the waters of Sarangani Bay, healed the shoulder up, got his body right, did whatever he had to do, came back and all of a sudden looked more like the young Manny against Matisse and has carried that on in against Broner and against uh, and against, of course, Keith Thurman in the most impressive performance two years ago. But still, that's two years ago for someone who was already 40 years old at that time. He's turning 43 in December. This it's reasonable to suspect a little bit of drop off. We're both in that age range and uh, I'm afraid of what I'm going to look like and feel like in two, two years from now, Uh, I guarantee it's not going to be as good as today. And I already feel washed. So yes, that's a real thing. And also more, if we want to go to some actual evidence or whatever we want to make of it, those early camp videos, when Manny first came over for, for, to train with Freddie Roach at the wild card, maybe a month ago, month and a half ago. Did he have, he looks, no, I that's the slowest we about, ever saw him look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, man. You know, like, okay. That's at the beginning of his, camp. He could work his way into shape. He probably he could, does. And well, he is drinking a lot of next level, which, which this gas infused water is supposed to really make your skin look clear. Man told me himself makes your skin clear up and a lot cures dementia, slows down dementia at least. Uh, wait, you turned 40 already? No, no, no. I have not. 
I'm, I'm, this is, this is 30. This is what 39 looks like, baby. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say, uh, cause you're, you're, you're not even coloring that you're, you're all natural. The- yeah. I look, I don't need any of that. Uh, Clyde Frazier, Carmelone, Justin <laughs> men. Like I'm good. <laughs> did you happen to see my, my, uh, my, I've gone too far moment in Las Vegas when I did the, uh, 68 comeback special more when I love dark, like dark, dark black backs. Look, uh, unless, unless you're out here rocking like the nineties SNL opera man center part cut, like Moro, I think you, uh, <laughs> you are, you're a step ahead of the game. Do Okay. But do your, does the drapes match the carpet at least? Uh, well, I look, you're getting way too personal here. I'm sure your, your viewers don't want to know this, Brian, but since you asked, I have unusual body hair. It's different colored in every part of my body like my That's beard is makes- red as and you all you you mistakenly labeled me a ginger for years because right. my beard is red but that's the only red part i can show you if you want to know no 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 that would be a no no i have a team that said. analyzes the tip yes please please uh moving back to this um it, it, even with manny's late greatness like we all thought he was washed against jeff horn he took a beating against a bigger guy but I think we all accepted after the fact. He also okay, won the fight. Oh, stop that. It, okay, I scored the draw. I'm just not, okay. The only truther <laughs> I am in that fight is that is that Jeff Horn uh, did better than Teddy Atlas would tell the world that he did. Okay. But here's what I'm saying. After the fact, Freddie explains that as, look, he was a senator during that stretch. He didn't train that hard. He thought it was going to be an easier fight. That's some of Freddie's words, some of my words mixed together. I could buy that. When you're old, you do have to make sure you put in the perfect camp, right? You can't undertrain, you can't overtrain, you're gonna F up. There was jet lag, there was all that. Okay. But even with all of that and him coming back against Matisse, which is a fool's gold win, but but whatever. It really, the Thurman fight should have been the bridge too far. That should have been the okay, old guy butting off more than he can chew, and he passed the baton to the next generation. He was just too great. And I still, to this day, I know you and everyone else disagree on my Thurman 7-5 scorecard, but I will tell you to this day, that that's actually arguably Keith Thurman's best performance. I, look, I know he beat Danny and he beat Porter. Porter performance more impressive. But I thought my point is to tell you, he didn't fight that fight because Keith Thurman's a sissy. He, he, or he didn't win that fight. He won that fight because Manny brought it. Now I'm like, okay, was this fight, whether it would have been Spence or it will be Ugas, is this the bridge too far fight? Slow footage, two years away, 42. I mean, one of these days he's got to look freaking old, right? I, I just don't, I've, I just, I can't believe it's this time, man. And neither can the betting oddsman. Well, of course. Well, uh, look, if, it, if he were fighting Errol Spence, I think we would be having a different conversation right now uh, in terms of previewing this fight. That is biting. I, I, I do believe that is biting off more than he can chew at this stage in his career with Spence's you know, length, with his size, with his activity, with his youth, with his power. It, it just that is to me was too 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 high a hill for him to climb at, at this age. Uh, Ugas is a different kind of fighter, and I think uh, the matchup I think favors Manny in a, in, in a way that the matchup with Spence definitely didn't. And it also uh, it's also something where he can like like I think even though it's short notice. He's back to fighting an orthodox fighter, no longer having to deal with the southpaw. He doesn't fight a lot of southpaws. Manny is southpaw. His style is very effective against orthodox fighters. This is just, this is lining up for him in a way that I'm more likely to believe that whatever state, as long as he can get to 80% of the Manny Pacquiao who fought Keith Thurman, I think he can win this fight. 
All right. In Ugas's favor, he's a big welterweight. He's more aggressive than the typical stereotypical elite Cuban who, with the exception of Yuri Orkis who does bring it, we know the history of elite Cubans in big fights. Erislandi Lara versus Canelo. Rigando versus anybody not named Donaire and even most of the Donaire fight. Uh, is the whole point, and look, you can. it's good timing with Showtime's main event last Saturday with uh, Rigando losing to John Real Casimero, uh, uh, Filipino, and, you know, and, and I'm the only guy standing on this hill defending Rigo and my DMs are a slaughterhouse. But with that in mind, I do think Ugas is busier than the traditional Cuban artiste who likes to paint these great pictures of dominance, but doesn't do enough to stamp it home. But how much is that a factor in the narrative of who actually wins this? Even if Ugas has moments where he's, where he's out, let's say he's out classing Manny. I, I can't even put my head around that. No one outboxes Manny, not named Floyd Mayweather. It's just the truth, right? So unless you're a Marquez counterpuncher, who's going to stand in there, punch with him and take the damage or unless you're bigger than him, like we saw a Jeff Horn do, it's hard, even if Manny's a step slower than we expect, to imagine Ugas walking him down. So will the narrative of elite Cuban fighters sometimes not throwing enough to convince the judges? Is that in play entering this fight, given everything I just said? Oh, I think it is very much in play. As well. Yes, I agree with you that uh, you know, that Ugas does not fight quite like uh, Guillermo Rigondeau. He doesn't, maybe, I, look, I guess we could ask our friend, our friends at CompuBox, shout out to Dan Canobio and the whole crew over there, uh, who's the more active fighter between Ugas and Lara. But that is sort of the um, level of engagement I expect in, an, in your average Ugas fight. And uh, he is content to stay on the outside and outbox someone if he can. Uh, I think Manny is going to test that. One thing, look, Manny, because of his size and because of his style, is going to dart in and out of, you know, of the pocket and look to land nice little combinations, then pop out, take some time, get his get his win back, and then come in and land another flurry. Those are flashy, those score. And when he lands, as we saw against Keith Thurman, they're still very powerful and can hurt someone real bad. Uh, the thing that Ugas, I think, will have going for him is he's he's pretty sharp. He, he, he may be able to counter Manny on the way in. He's got the length. He, he has the timing and the eye to pull off some of that. But will it be enough? Will he be able to, to, to land shots that deter Manny from taking, from, from taking those risks, from basically doing, his, doing what we all recognize as a Manny Pacquiao performance, where he is moving in and out at, as well as dipping it both ways at the hips, uh, throwing that little drop step left hand, following it up with with sneaky, you know, sort of that one two one that 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 comes back with a lot more power with the second right hand, all of those moves. Uh, I think Manny is not going to be deterred to the point that he won't use all of that that's in his arsenal. And if he does, I think he'll be he'll he'll land the flashier blows. He'll definitely have the crowd ooing and eyeing for all of that because it will now be an almost entirely Pacquiao crowd. That like the Cuban crowd unfortunately does not even show up in in South Florida to support Cuban fighters. They ain't flying to Vegas for Ugas. No. Um, so Ugas has that potential uphill battle. I don't think he has the style or will have the kind of success where he'll start walking Manny down. The same way, let's give Ugas credit against Figueroa. He realized there wasn't a lot of power coming back against a blown up lightweight. So he walked him down and beat him up pretty badly. Is it more likely in terms of extreme scenarios in your mind though, 
that Manny has his Manny like it's similar to the Mosley fight where Manny knocks Ugas down early and Ugas goes, Oh shit, I, I didn't think I was getting into this. And then you know, goes into a shell and Manny cruises to a decision like he did against Vargas, where he's like, I'm quicker, I'm gonna outbox this guy, I'm not gonna get in any trouble. Or is it more likely and Manny gets old overnight and we have a fight similar to what we had in the horn fight where we didn't think it was going to be a fight and it turned into an actual fight. Like that was a freaking fight. Manny had to do this. If he had to do many things again, I mean, it was a fight. It wasn't Marcus four, but it was a fight in terms of extreme scenarios. What's more likely here. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, I, it, it really depends on if you think he's going to get over, old overnight. And I don't know who can guess that with any kind of accuracy. It's, it's definitely a possibility given his age, given what the last two years have been like in the world, the lack of opportunities to train, to get fights, to stay warm. I mean, he's sparring with your man, Ivan Redcock, uh, who is not, I don't know what's that going to get him ready for a, a, a fight with one of Roy Jones's chickens. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so uh, he's Manny that, but that's the, that's the question. We're re- we're waiting to see what Manny is going to look like in this fight. If he looks like Manny, I think he's going to win fairly comfortably. Not that Ugas won't look good, won't make him work at times, won't land some good counters, but it's not going to be enough. He's not going to keep up with that pace and he's not going to come back and take the fight. He look um, for the most part, athletes are who they are. Fighters are who they are. Yes. And we've and and as even though we can say that your Dennis Ugas is not quite the the stinker that the, the great Guillermo Rigondeau is, uh, he still has that in him. He still does he, he's not going to go seize the moment, I don't think. And if he does, God bless, prove me wrong, because then we will have a great, a much better fight on our hands and potentially a great fight. All right, best case scenarios here for Ugas. Aside from that scenario we just talked about, where he throws early and Manny is a is a legitimate step slow, like a like he has dropped off and Ugas can kind of do things to him, right? Combinations and whatever. I think the best case scenario for Ugas is that he is um, smarter and he's a very very strong defensive fighter and he keeps a high guard. Let's say he's smart, he's smarter and more elusive than we expect, and he's able to frustrate Manny while landing clean counter shots and can make this a chess match. That's got to, is that his best case scenario here? Short of finding an old Manny to try to out, out slick and out chess Manny. I still, again, have questions that the judges will accept that. And I have questions that Ugas will throw enough punches to give him a reason to accept it. But I could see that. I could see us getting to the midway point in the fight and it's three, three and Ugas has rounds where Manny with the jab and the explosions are taking over, but then Ugas has those flip side rounds where he has slowed that pace down and he's got making Manny think let's give him his, his credit. He can do that. Absolutely. I think that's a, a, one of the likely scenarios for how this fight plays out. Unfortunately for Ugas, I just don't think that adds up to a win on the scorecards in this case because of who he's fighting, because, you know, he's fighting a legend in Las Vegas where Manny has fought, you know, I mean, for the la- for most of the last 20 years of his career, minus a random night in Malaysia and one down in Brisbane or wherever they wherever they fought down under for the Jeff Horn fight. In any case, he Manny, this is this Vegas is going to be Manny's town, both in terms of the crowd and the judges and everything else that that could possibly weigh in his favor there. And it, it I, it's one of those things where when you're fighting, uh, if you want to win a close fight against a legend, you don't want to edge it. You want to 
do you want to do more? You want to go the yeah. extra mile. And I don't know if Ugas can and will do that. I wish you could get in Ugas's ear and say, look, this is your chance. This is your chance at super, you know, I mean, not superstardom, but this is your chance, dude. You retire, Dennis. You retire we are firemen. Yes. You know, you go for it, bro. Be willing to get knocked out to have a chance to win. I wish I could say that to every fighter, obviously easier said than done. I'm a keyboard warrior in a basement, but when you sign up for it and you're on a pay-per-view, you got to be coming. You got to be coming to win, bro. And, and you know, I don't think he's Laura or Rigandau in terms of skills where he can paint a masterpiece. So I think you and I are both headed to the same prediction as we sort of round this out. Pacquiao by decision and we'll be praising it. Damn right. We'll be praising it at 42 in a weird way for all the crap of all the boxing belts in the WBA is a cesspool of that. This is kind of fixing the champion and recess super champion elevate ugas manny's mad that they won't give him his belt back so now they're just going to fight each other to find out who's the real wba welterweight champion that's almost real boxing right there right well great let's hey let's all let's all stand up and give the wba a round of applause because you know they are really killing the game these days with their uh fixed fights and racist judges and just really just knocking it out the park uh, look um they, they look they, the alpha belts are are trash and um it, it's part of the sport these days um but in terms of like how the fight will play out yeah I, i'm with you i think that i, I think that manny will look like himself or a decent version of himself. I don't expect to see him come in completely flat, moribund, just doesn't have it on the night. Uh, at his age, it's possible, but I, we've, we haven't seen it really before. Even when he has looked flat, he has you know beaten guys like Jesse Vargas, and he has almost beaten, arguably beaten guys like Jeff Horn, who was bigger and, and roughed him up and was, had a home advantage and all that stuff. So he still will have. And that's the thing. You, the one thing that snaps Manny out of a out of a slow night is someone bringing a fight to him. Then, then all of a sudden you are going to like revive all those juices. He's going to start pounding the old Cleto Reyes gloves together and he's going to go glove. after it. What my That's my glove, the glove of Cleto Reyes. And my gloves of Cleto Reyes. Yeah. Yes. You, you, yes. Be careful using Manny and Juicy in the same uh, sentence. Those are, please. those are puncher's gloves. Uh, and if, if Ugas does end up getting an advantage, starting to take the fight to him, <laughs> I think that brings out that, extra level of determination and will that wild Manny Pacquiao that we don't see as much anymore because he knows how to sort of control it and only brings it out when someone forces it to, but it's there and we've seen it come out before and it can come out again. It just adds up to a a decision uh, in favor of Manny that I, I hope, look, my hope is that if that's how it plays out, it's a, it's a win that, we do feel good about that. We don't say, well, it's kind of like that third Marquez fight where he was, we wanted the business wanted him to win and it was close enough. So we won anyway. But if you, you put a gun to my head, I'm going to tell you that Marquez won that fight. And I'm going to tell you that maybe Ugas won this fight. I don't want that. I want, if, if Manny wins by decision, like I think he will, I want it. I hope that it will be a legit decision. I hope one day, uh, Eddie Reynoso puts a gun to my head and I can tell him that, uh, I watched trout beat big red. I watched Laura beat Big Red. <laughs> I've seen Triple G beat Big Red twice, actually, bro. Oh, wait, I scored Jacob's Big Red a draw. I mean, I did, but no one cares about my scores. Uh, let's let's close with this. Uh, and by the way, Manny credits his longevity to the passion. Freddie credits longevity to his work ethic. And I think both are true. Uh, there are other factors. Maybe he does have the most jacked calves of all time. Um, about what's next or if there's a what's next. Freddie told me on this show 
He thinks Manny's going to run for president and win. And he thinks Manny, Manny's, you know, goodbye to boxing for his legacy would be to win a fight as sitting Filipino president. I brought up to Manny. Manny said, no, no, no. It's still fight by fight. Let me see how I look. Let me see how I feel. I can't tell you what the future is. I think the biggest lament, although we're getting a decent substitute here, is that if we don't get Pacquiao Spence now, we may never get it. How many times does Pacquiao fight again? And is it dependent upon winning or losing here? Well, so if he were fighting Errol Spence and in that fight, I would have uh, predicted that he lost, possibly ugly, hopefully not, but whatever, that fight's not even happening. Uh, If that fight happened and he lost, I think that probably would have been the the final fight in his career. There wouldn't be an obvious point to come back uh, and accomplish what right before uh, uh, when he's planning to run for president next May. And I think Freddie is right that Manny does plan to run for president. We will know in October when candidates in the Philippines have to submit their certificates of candidacy. Boo boy, boo boy. Maybe boo boy will will move up from his current position as vice mayor of a town in uh, Albay province. Shout out Polangi. Um, a well-fed, a very well-fed. Yeah, whatever, whatever boo boy is doing, he's getting, he, he, everybody's got to eat in the boo boy family. I could um, be mayor. Could yeah. Be mayor. <laughs> um, but Brian, I think that uh, the good, so I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but but I do think that fighting Ugas, if he wins, does make the likelihood of seeing Manny again uh, more, more possible than, or higher than, than it would be if he had fought Spence and lost, or maybe fought Spence and won. I don't know. Because I, one, one of the things that does po- play into politics here is he wanted a big performance, a big galvanizing win to sort of launch his candidacy for assuming he does, he does run, uh, which he's already releasing YouTube ads that look like presidential campaign commercials. I mean, all the signs are lining up. Freddie is dead wrong that he is likely to win at this point, but things can change that that has happened before. Um, So if uh, he, he needed, like he wanted this big event, this thing that the country would watch and be, oh my God, now we remember he is this national hero who does his impossible things, puts the Philippines on the map and and brings pride to the nation in a way that no worldwide celebrity in the country has in our lifetimes, maybe, maybe ever. And the Ugas fight doesn't have that much, uh, I can't say juice anymore. It doesn't have that much flavor. It might have a lot of juice too. Um, But so I think that what it means is that man, it might mean that Manny looks to squeeze in another fight between now and the end of 2021 or in early 2022. It might mean, and I don't know, look, who knows how possible this is, politics, politics, whatever. It might mean that he needs to go big game hunting and calls out somebody like Terrence Crawford because wow. if Errol Spence probably won't be ready to fight off a torn retina in the next or Sean four months. That's not big enough. You got to go. You got to. He he needs to. He the 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 level of win that he is hoping for, at least in terms of political uh, gain, is something that will blow people's minds, right? Because right now he's running behind. I mean, he's running way behind. Um, he. I think there was a survey about a month ago. He was the fifth out of five potential candidates that were named. So I'm not. I'm not. Out, not fifth out of five, but fifth. Fifth. There were four people ahead of him, and so to to get to that point. He, he really is. That's one. That was one of the appeals of fighting Spence. Uh, and so it might mean that he was like, well, hey, hey, Al, uh, 
might we go make this fight with Terrence Crawford? There will be money in it for all of us. I need it fast. And I know, look, this, this entire uh, Terrence year doesn't fight for Al, just so you know, as of it, right now, he will, he will. Okay, um, okay. but there's, I know that in, but, but even if he's, even if Terrence Crawford's plan is to remain with top rank for the rest of his career, right. Manny Pacquiao in a farewell fight is the kind of opportunity that could get top rank and PBC, the respective, uh, promotional organization managerial firms to make a deal well, whatever i don't know what we're allowed to call pbc um but definitely not a promoter definitely no I, yeah exactly um <laughs> so uh that that opportunity is big enough i think to make people cross the street to make the the, the stars align fast in a way that hasn't happened all year, all this entire year, all we're seeing is big fights fall apart, big fights not come together. Canelo and Caleb Plant can't make a fight. All of a Caleb. sudden, Caleb. That, yeah, is it, does he go by Caleb? Only in the Dwyer household. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, good, good, good. Um, and it, all, all of those facts, I think that it, it does make it more likely if if Manny wins that he looks for another another fight, another big fight, uh, ideally look for, for as a fan or in terms of what's the biggest fight for the sport, you, you immediately go to Crawford. You're right. It might not be Crawford because of some of the obstacles. I mean, there. Porter's big enough. I, you know, no one's talking about it, but imagine if Teofimo moved up or Gervonta or somebody small was like, I want to catch this older guy. Let's Gervonta. say Manny wins, but looks a little old. I don't know, man. I'm just starting to believe, even though we've had really bad luck lately, I'm starting to believe in the power of the big fight again, that people, that this next generation, guys like Ryan Garcia, Virgil Ortiz, they want the smoke. Are They're going to go after it. Bro, right? you, I, am I allowed to talk about the, are you serious, Brian? Ryan Garcia? No, I'm Has not he fought, saying, what's he doing right now? Is he still he's still like way, hanging out some, on the beach licking his wounds, right? There was some right? Ryan Garcia, Manny Pacquiao talk. There was some, okay. There yeah, was that, some. Shoot, After I mean that's easy. Yeah, I'm sure Manny would want that easy money. After he knocked out cousin Luke, there was Yo, some. That talk. man All is right, a pretender. We've gotta, we've gotta get out of here. Anybody who doesn't follow at Rafe Bugs, Rafe Bartholomew rev, regularly. I love that theory with the with the with the Pacquiao with the Filipino presidency. You've got the years put in. Uh, living in the Philippines, covering that game. So, you know, your ish, you know, this game indeed right there uh, at Rafe Boogs. You're a fine editor for Texas monthly. You're going to get back into the boxing game or what? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody cut the check. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to close with this question. You have 30 seconds or less to answer it. Uh, you said Manny's the last of his dying breed. And that's why I think this week has felt extra special. It's like this one more bonus giant Manny Pacquiao, biggest fight of the year. Kind of not really. Um, Will there ever be another Manny Pacquiao in our lifetime? In our lifetime? No. I mean, in all likelihood, of course not. He is a one, he is beyond once in a lifetime. He is once in, I don't know, five lifetime type of type of athlete, type of boxer, type of performer. Type of man. Type of man. Yes. He all is right. There he is, Ray Bugs. I'm your boy, BC. Morning combat. Like and subscribe every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're going to get this band back together, the, the hardcores. I love what we do here. I love what you do for me. All right. Detroit's finest, Rafe Bartholomew. Thank you. I'm BC. Enjoy the fight this Saturday. PBC on Fox pay-per-view. We out. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.